We apologize for the low recording quality of this week's sermon due to technical difficulties. Welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast.
industry. So they, they have some issues with something. So they had to get checked out. Uh, next security checkpoint, where we're going through, another whole security checkpoint. And I'm like, yeah. And literally, this is a lot of like 20 feet away. I'm like, that was kind of scary. We're okay. And I'm like, why are we going through another one? Nothing happened in the last 20 feet. Like, no one had anything. There's nothing happened. So we went to the second security checkpoint. And uh, another five of us, and I'm actually in that group this time, are rejected. We don't get it. The rest of them, Bob, I'm in for Bob, and all these guys, they, they're really hard. And they're, they're meeting with this special advisor that they're doing So they, they go in, and the five or two of us who are left at the second security checkpoint, they bring us up to the window with it. Bob was like, first time. And we really got about like, 10 minutes. I come to the window, and the first thing I say is, I'm Bob. I'm like, I'm with Bob Roberts, who's with Melissa Roberts, who was uh, the president's, who was the Bob's special advisor. And so they're like, okay, so they call Melissa Rogers' office, and I'm waiting there at the office for like 10 minutes, just saying, do I look at them? How do I look? The point is, the only reason 
Yeah. 
massage Jesus in there. I'm looking at the Spirit that spoke to me and saying, look, I'm there. I'm right there. You know, people will say, if Jesus were to show you he was real, I would. But we have a Bible here where Jesus honored for 33 years. And even the disciples don't believe and they lived with the guy. They were with him day and night. And they still lived with him. And people all throughout the New Testament saying, show us this, show us this miracle, do this, do that, we believe. And Jesus is just saying, I am. I am showing you. He's not accepting that I'm showing you. And throughout Summer City, we need to get to the point where we can show people. So this is what happens. Eight days later, verse 26. This is one week later. I know there's like But they counted days from that day. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Saturday, and then Sunday. So that's eight days. Um, so one week later. So the church is gathered again. They're worshiping again. And, and it says his disciples were inside. And Thomas, he lived in this town. This is why he turned to say church, Thomas. <laughs> he should have been, if he was in church the first time, he would have, he would have seen this. I'm just saying this. Um, Although, the doors were locked. So they were scared. They were, they were quite scared. They were locked. They were very scared. They were going to come in. So Jesus came and stood among them. And that's something he was here for. Uh, this is the part of the sermon, so that's just going to be real, but they don't collapse. How did Jesus get in there? Uh, okay, let's go. <laughs> I have an answer. He's Jesus here. Maybe he came to the walls. He has a resurrected body. It's a different body than what we have So, Jesus came to the moment. And he said, peace be with you. And this peace here is the Old Testament idea, the biblical idea of Shalom. It's not kind of our, our idea of peace. It's, it's a it's total well-being. It's wholeness. It's complete satisfaction and fulfillment. When Jesus says peace, and the Bible talks about peace, it's not complete and total well so he says the blessing. He says, peace be with you. And then verse 27, he says to Thomas, go ahead. Do you what? You're the face off. But more than that, he says, go ahead. Put your finger in. See my hands. He says, go ahead. I'll put out your hand and place it in my side. He doesn't do that to Thomas. He doesn't condemn him for his He presents evidence. He shows them the program. And that's when Thomas speaks. And Peter says, not disbelief, but believe. And Thomas cries out, he answers and he proclaims, my Lord and my God. 
Now my Lord was more complex in the New Testament. This is the first instance we see anybody saying to Jesus, I am God. This is common language. This is, this is Thomas in this instance saying that Jesus, you are our God. The one from the beginning. You're the God of our forefathers. You are, you are God, you're God. You, you are the one who says, I am who I am, I will be what I will be. And he's declaring that as you. That is, that's covenant thing about you. And not just that you're my God, but I am your God. And then when you notice here, at least the text doesn't say this, that Thomas doesn't actually put his finger here in his hands. He doesn't actually put his hand in his side. He sees Jesus, he's in the presence of Jesus, and he just declares, my Lord and my God. But Jesus is saying, you can see whatever you want to see, Thomas. You can do whatever you need to do, Thomas, in order to believe that I'm Are we? Do you know that Jesus is saying that to you this morning? And he, Jesus is saying, do whatever you need to do in order to believe that Hey guys, come on. 
later, we're going to talk about like, what we have in Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about what we accept. Why are we going to want that? Why are we going to want a faith that is, that is going to add anything to change anything in our lives? Why are we going to want that Jesus? But when they met Jesus, they shared Jesus. And they were able to, to, uh, to uh, pave the way for Jesus to come back to his way and then constantly his presence to say, I'm going to come back. And we're going to bring the presence of Christ to our city. We're going to bring the presence of the Savior to people. And he knew what he said. He knew what he said. Number two. The last thing we experience, this is what Jesus says. He comes in and first thing he says this. He's healed. No, that's not the way to love and peace. But Jesus has that peace. He is that peace. And if you don't have that peace in your life, if you haven't met Jesus, if you haven't met Jesus in that, in that way, you can't bless people with that. But if you actually experience the Savior, if you experience Jesus, and he's done that in you, because he wants to do that through you. He wants you to bless others. And how many, how many times at work have you received a blessing? Has someone, has someone given you a blessing? You don't have to be all like super weird about it and say, and not all excuses. So, bless you. Who <laughs> are actually blessing? You don't have to be super weird, but you have to say, hey boss, I bless you. And you know that you can have peace to have. You can have to But um, a blessing comes in the form of encouragement. And because Jesus has encouraged you in that way, you can encourage or exhort or give that to and that, if you think about your workplace, that doesn't happen a lot. Alright? If you're in some industry, in some industry that I know you guys are in, um, it's tough though. Right? It's, it's hard. You're just fine ways to actually work out. Um, but if you're there for Jesus, start blessing people with, with your spirit of Christ. Number three. Invite them to be This is what Jesus says. He exposes himself. The talks. He just says, Here, look at my hands, look at my side, and do whatever you need to do. See, a lot of times we share the truth. If we're, if we're focused on bringing the presence of the Savior, bringing the presence of Jesus, rather than just communicating the truth, then we want to do these three things. But if the key here, Jesus says, Here you go. You, you can investigate. Sometimes we're, we're walking our doors like this type of thing. And we're not letting people investigate. We're saying to people, for instance, your sins are forgiven in Jesus. Like, isn't that awesome? Do you have your sins forgiven? And they're like, what? I mean, first of all, I think you're a good person. Second of all, I don't need that. Um, third of all, what does that mean? And, and why does it matter to me? You see, people can, can believe 
to me, like what does the guy two thousand years ago, what does that have anything to do with me today? And that's what the presence of Jesus changes everything. And I'm talking about mission, I'm not transformation. And so for instance, you could say that your sins are forgiven and that Jesus died for your sins. But what if you said, you know what? One of the truths of the gospel is that he makes you whole. That, that, that the sins that I have, and you, you turn around to you to, to I, to be a good person. The sins that I have, no longer hold. And he gets specific. Jesus was specific, right? He said, Put your finger here to my hands. And he said, you know what? I used to struggle with the way other people thought of it. And it was just a cage for me. It was it, 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 um, yeah, it just made me stumble and it found me. And, and then he could share with them how he could free from that. He said, you know what? I, I used to struggle with pornography and lust. And it's all over the place in our Guess what? In Jesus, I don't struggle with that anymore. He'd say, you know, I used to be all about success and making money and trying to get as much of this as I possibly could. But in Jesus, I'm free. And you start to you start to uh, invite them into investigation. And you start to make it personal. You say, I've been with Jesus. And you're sharing your experience with excitement. And you're saying, this is what Jesus can do. And that changes it from a, um, a truth statement that's somewhere up here into something very specific that someone can write. And that's the awesome part about the gospel, right? It's not that truth statements stay up here, that we have these transcendent truths, although they are transcendent truths. It's that they've done something in your life. They've done something in my life. And I can share that with you. And people in our city, you guys in here, we tried a whole bunch of things, probably. We searched a whole bunch of different places. But it's only Jesus who says that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And this is how John ends it. The author of this gospel. Jesus says, today in verse 29, Have you believed because you've seen? Nothing that important. He just asked me a rhetorical question. And everyone looks at true. And he says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now she said, Many of the signs and presence of the disciples do not bring this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. Jesus ends his conversation with Thomas and the other disciples with the attitude. He says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And the attitudes are are met here. And we see here that Jesus said the ones who are like this, for example, of the Holy Spirit, this is theirs for the kingdom of heaven. And follow along with me, Teresa, look at the other verses. He says, They shall be comforted. 
They shall inherit the earth. They shall be satisfied. And in verse 7 he says, They shall receive mercy. They shall see God. They shall be called sons of God, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus is blessed with those. And he says, Blessed are those who have not seen and later believed. See, our, our problem, though, is that we want all the blessings without the cost. Go back to verse 3. He says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. We just want the kingdom of heaven. We don't want the kingdom of spirit. He says, They shall be comforted, but it's those who mourn. We don't want it anymore. We want to be happy. We want to have a comfortable life. We want to be good. He says, They shall inherit the earth. Not as anybody, the meek. We don't want that. We want to be strong and powerful. We want to have authority. He says, They shall be satisfied. Do they want satisfaction? He says, Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Don't hunger and thirst for. Success, money, sex, relationship, put anything that guy will fill in your life. He says, hunger and thirst for righteousness. They're the ones who are being satisfied. Verse 7. They shall receive mercy. But we're going to receive mercy. You're going to be merciful. You're going to be the one giving out. And if you want to see God, it's those who are pure. And the ones who we call sons of God are the ones who are peacemakers, not conflict makers, and making peace. And then the last one he says, and he begins the man of the kingdom. He says, there is a vision of heaven, the ones who are persecuted. Blessed. He actually picked up in terms of Jesus almost saying something like, Congratulations. And not just sarcastic, she's nervous, she's saying, Congratulations. I usually be the first people who are saying, because this is your rule. They can know that. Congratulations to the peacemakers. Now you're something. You see, we want all the last part, all the blessings, without the cost. And Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am God. He says, Blessed are those who haven't seen and have yet believed. And a lot of times what we try to do, if we want to give people the way, if we want to give people the truth, if we want to give them the light. And it's all those things that Jesus is. And he says, He is those things. There's a, there's a different way other than Jesus. There's a different truth other than Jesus. There's a different life other than Jesus. So 
truth of baptisms. Baptists share church. Baptists share the blessings of salvation. Share Jesus. And if you're a follower of Jesus in the first line, and you to share Jesus, you have to have faith in the presence of Jesus. You have to be with them if you're going to share them. You have to know Jesus. And so if you consider yourself a Christian in this time, that's the question for you. Have you met Jesus? Do you meet with Jesus? Do you know Jesus? When's the last time you were truly in the presence of Jesus? Have you been in the presence of Jesus? Because throughout the life, the way and the truth, you're going to all these things. You need to experience life. You need to life to the fullest. He wants you to have it. And if you're not a follower of Jesus this morning, you're on your way towards Jesus. That's the problem. He says, if you believe that is love, If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.